0: This is the Voice of the Report of the Week, signing on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening. This is VORW International, the Voice of the Report of the Week. Thank you for joining me on this week's program, Thursday, the 3rd of October, 2019, the year being. Thank you for joining me. This is a weekly freeform talk program. Uh runs about an hour in length, though, you know, sometimes it'll go over. Sometimes, well, I mean, look at last week's program. We went on for an hour and 40 minutes. And in the past, I've had shows that have gone on for as long as three hours. And sometimes they'll be a bit shorter, sometimes they'll be a bit longer. It all depends on the topic we have at hand and how much there is to be said about it. Granted, some topics, uh, there's a lot more to say about than there are others, Of course, it all comes down to just what you want to talk about, what you want to share, uh, what you feel comfortable talking about. You know, there's so many variables, so many factors, but that's where it stands. So along with the usual little introductions, we are in the month of October, October 2019. Wow, crazy how it is, but hey, here we are. You know, it is what it is. Uh time is flying by but you know it is it is what it is that's that's the best way to put it. And uh we are I would say fully immersed in the fall season right now. Because even though fall starts in in September late September. October I think is when it really you know you know the saying fall is in the air. I think it really starts to take hold around this time, where nowadays the leaves start changing colors, starts getting a little cooler, and uh, just, you get that overall vibe, and look, I'll be honest, usually, I don't know, I don't know why, it's just, it's, it's how I've always been, and I figure, you know, everyone's different, everyone has their preferences, everyone has their likes, their dislikes, especially when it comes down to seasons. Some people, they love winter, right? Winter is their favorite season. Some people say, no, I hate winter, I hate the cold, so on and so forth. Fall, for me, was always a difficult, a difficult season. Because it's it's not that I inherently despise cold weather, more so, it's just that I am extremely sensitive to the cold. And I'll just feel like I'm freezing, you know, even when I'm indoors under a bunch of sweaters and all of that. So it's just the cold is not very friendly toward me. And even though I like the darkness, I, I, I love the dark aesthetic. I love those dark, gray, uh, foggy days. I mean, those are beautiful. I've, I've realized that as much as I like that, it's still it's an important thing on the mind to have a little bit of light in every day. So when it starts diminishing rapidly, of course, as winter begins to set in, always, always plays a role on, on how you're feeling, at least to me anyway. Everyone's different, though. But I mean, I remember last year, there were days when I would I would wake up around 4 p.m. and I would look out the window and the sun would already be going down. And I would start getting tired at around 7 a.m. And the sun still wouldn't be up yet. And I remember there was a time day after day it was like that. And, you know, it starts getting you a little down. It's like... uh Obviously, that's on me. That's my sleep schedule. I could change it, but it still does something to you. I like the darkness. I like the night, but it's nice to see a little sunlight here and there. Maybe not in excess anyway, in my case, but a little bit is always nice. So I guess on one other introductory note, I do want to give a huge thank you. Before we get into things, I just want to give a huge thank you to everyone who, who went ahead and supported this show last week. I don't like putting any sort of lengthy discussion or added emphasis on funds with every program, but I really appreciate each and every one of you that went ahead and and heeded that call and, and really helped out. Th- thank you all so much. You guys keep this show going. And thanks to your support. VORW it lives to see another month. It continues onward. I was able to get the bills paid. I made a couple shortwave reductions. Um but that's just because I, I felt there were some redundancies and you know, I wanted to just be able to, to maximize the cost efficiency whilst retaining the best coverage. So I discontinued three broadcasts, but there's alternatives to all of them. You know, I discontinued fifteen seven seventy kilohertz to Europe, and then to North America I discontinued seventy-four ninety and seventy seven thirty kilohertz. But there's so many other frequencies that reach all the same areas that it's not a huge loss. And as long as no one's left in the dark, that's fine. And everything has been sorted out, so all is good there. But thank you all so much for supporting. I really appreciate it. If you want to help, you can donate via PayPal to V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com via Patreon at patreon.com slash week. Okay. We got that out of the way. Last week, I didn't ask any sort of question, like I usually do. Usually I say, if you have a question, uh, you know, I'll open up the lines. I'll say, yeah, it's open lines, you can email whatever you want. Or I'll I'll give it a, a, an assigned topic, and I'll say, you know, if you have any thoughts on it, send me an email about that. But obviously last week I didn't do that, and, and for good reason. Because I knew this week's show is going to be one of those programs where I just lecture independently for an extended period of time. Because I have a lot on my mind. I knew it was going to be one of those weeks. I I knew it was going to be. And sure enough, it was. Because I want to dedicate a good amount of time, maybe 40 minutes, maybe an hour, to just something that I want to lecture about in regards to society. So that's going to be coming up. It's, it's something I've been doing a lot of thinking on and a few thoughts that I've, I've had on the matter recently. So that's the feature discussion in today's program. Uh, but first, I do have a question for next week. This is a topic that has been suggested to me from time to time. And I've, I've mentioned it in passing in previous shows. It's something that I've I've mentioned someone's asked a question about it here, someone's emailed me about it there. But it's nothing that I've dedicated a full show to. But I've gotten a lot of requests for this. I've been going through the emails, I've been going through the comments. I always like seeing what you guys have to suggest. So next week I'm going to dedicate the show to the Mandela effect. And I want to know your thoughts on it. I know some people think it's silly, but I want to talk about it. And I want to dedicate a show to all viewpoints about it. And I would like to hear from people who truly believe in it, and people who think it's BS. So, here's what I would like to ask. Number one, just what are your general thoughts on the Mandela effect, and I'm going to explain what it is if you're not entirely sure. And secondly, have you had any experiences with it? So I'd like to hear your thoughts. I'd like to hear your experiences. And if you think that it's BS, I'd like to hear that too. So I'd like to hear from you. Please send me an email, V O R W i n f o at gmail dot com that's v o r w i n f o at gmail dot com v o r w i n f o at gmail dot com now here's what the Mandela effect is in short for those of you who aren't entirely sure the Mandela effect came about of course named after nelson mandela and It's a phenomenon where a large number of people, often in the tens of thousands or even millions, seemingly recall an event that never happened. For instance, in regards to Nelson Mandela, lots of people, especially around the time that he died, thought, wait a minute, didn't Nelson Mandela die in prison? and even though he died of course free at the age of 95 in 2013 lots of people thought that he died long ago in prison and people were thinking wait a minute no no he he died by, I, I remember that i remember that he died in prison so what's going on and it wasn't just one person it became dozens and hundreds and thousands tens of thousands, and then people started noticing other things. Another famous example, of course, is the Bernstein Bears, or the Bernstein Bears. Many people remembered that children's book series, having been spelt Bern, S-T-E-I-N, only to find that it's S-T-A-I-N. And then other things started coming up. What about the color chartreuse? Was that red or green? A lot of people thought it was red, but not so. Indeed, it is green. And people were saying, no, I recall it being this reddish maroon or reddish magenta. No, now it's green. Sometimes it'll go down to movie quotes. One example is Forrest Gump. Everyone thought he said, life is like a box of chocolates, you know, a famous quote. Turns out he said, life was like a box of chocolates. And you have all of these events that seemingly a significant number of people feel happened a certain way, only upon formal recollection and research turns out that they're very different than how they were remembered. So the question is, Number one, does such a thing as the Mandela Effect even exist? If so, what caused it? What has changed all these memories? What's going on with that? Or simply, B, is it just a case of people who are misremembering things and just bad memories at work and that's it? Now, if I ever feel pretty confidently in one way, I always like to get that, We're out there right now, but I'm always open to discussion. And I'm always open to just seeing your case. You know? Let me know your side. When it comes down to the Mandela effect, I believe that it's a case of misremembering things. But I'll tell you this, it is fun to hypothesize and delve into all the what-ifs and... I'm open to hearing all of them. Your thoughts are welcome. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. So your thoughts in general on the Mandela Effect. What do you think about it? Do you have any experiences? Uh, What do you think? Do you uh, agree? Do you think that it's just misremembering things or you disagree? Love to hear your thoughts. And uh, I'll read anything I can. Here on VORW, it's all friendly discussion. So, you can feel free to type in your email, write it the old-fashioned way, or you can go ahead, pick up your microphone, your audio recording device, anything, and speak into it. You know, if you don't want to have to write paragraph after paragraph, uh, just record your thoughts for a minute or two and send me the audio file. And I'll go ahead and I'll play that instead. So, I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right, coming up next is the feature discussion for today's program, A Few Thoughts on Society. Stay tuned. First, we're going to have a word from our sponsor, Studio Shepin. You're listening to VORW International. Studio Shepin is a becoming comic book creator and storybook illustrator, and he's looking to work with any VORW listeners out there. Shepin offers a variety of freelance artwork, from digital or traditional paintings to handmade customized stickers to storybook and comic book illustrations. Whether you want to take your idea to a publisher, or have something fun to share among friends and family, he'll be happy to work with you to make your idea take form. For creative types out there seeking casual and friendly experience, in putting together a short story or short comic book, Shepin is the artist for you. If you're interested, you can contact Shepin and browse his artwork on his home website, studioshepin.com. There you will find links to his other platforms, such as Instagram and Patreon, his commission menu for a quick price guide, and you'll also be able to browse his short and sweet collection of comic books that he's written and illustrated himself. Once again, that's Studioshepin.com. Spelled S T U D I O S C H E P P E N dot com, Studioshepin dot com. I'm sorry if this isn't totally 100% coherent. You know, I'm sorry if it doesn't have a certain smoothness to it, a certain type of flow, a certain. If it's not the easiest to follow, I apologize. I say that outright. I know sometimes people will say, well, yeah, but don't, don't bring attention to any potential issues, but it all depends on the scope of it, and if it gets in the way of things, I think it's best to bring it up, get the elephant out of the room, and that'll be that, and then the show goes on. So that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, But this is something that I'm gonna try to make like a stream of consciousness because it's a few different thoughts and a few different perspectives on varying things that that are connected to the same topic. You know, not really, but somewhat. Uh, And that's mostly society. Society in general and that's what they're going to be connected to. But it's, it's different aspects of it. Different circumstances and different observations that I've really been focusing on over the last week. Sometimes a topic will come to mind, and I'll, I'll do a lot of reflection on it. I'll do a lot of thinking about it, a lot of research. And sometimes, look, it'll never amount to anything... Sometimes it'll be something that I've extensively looked into, but I just don't feel comfortable talking about it. And then there are those things that either you just can't make any sense of it, or you realize maybe it just didn't... it didn't really amount to anything significant, and it's not really worth bringing up. Now, granted... These are my own observations. I always like saying that number one, so if you want to discredit me, you can go ahead and, and do so outright. Uh, it's, it's my own observations, my own two cents. From looking around, it's a something that I noticed. It's not like this is anything new, it's not like this is anything that's just happening. I think it's been going on for decades, maybe forever. It's one of those things that sometimes I'll think maybe this just ties in to how we are as people. These these traits that we were all born with, that we all share. Sometimes you can get rid of them, but at the core this is what this is what everyone is given when they when they start out. And a lot of people retain these things. But, but first things first, I raised this point a little bit, I think it was in last week's show, but it's something that I'm continuing to think about, and it's just weird. Like I said, I know this has been going on for a long time, but it just just because something isn't new doesn't mean that it doesn't, it doesn't cease to perplex doesn't make you scratch your head and maybe say, wow, that's weird, or... maybe that's a shame. It's, it's disappointing that things still are like this, and... will never change. One thing... about society, for better or for worse, is, of course, there's this collective consciousness. This collective mindset... When something is going on, a lot of people collectively focus on it. It could be a newsworthy event, or something that's going on, entertainment, pop culture, you name it. Something that a lot of people focus on for a short span of time, right? This is how it is. And then everyone moves on from it like it never existed or never really happened in the first place. And then as time progresses, of course, what used to be the metaphorical talk of the town is sometimes completely forgotten. Forgotten from, from memory. It's gone. It's like eventually, if someone is really prodded, maybe they'll remember it, but it's just funny how something could initially have been such a huge trend. And so talked about, only for even, sometimes months, sometimes years, later, to be completely forgotten about. And it's like, it's, it's so funny. I, I remember sometimes you have these moments in the news, something that, that happens. At first, when, when you see it happen, maybe it's a current event, maybe it's something political, social... Who knows? But I think you know these these types of moments. Something happens, and as it's going down, you look at it, and like you get this feeling that it's groundbreaking, that this is something big, that this is one of those moments that people aren't going to forget about. One of those rare things that doesn't slip through those cracks that people still will remember readily, easily, something that's important to that level where it's not going to be dismissed, it's not going to be forgotten about. And, and you have this feeling inside something like, you know, this this situation is different. This situation, whatever it is that's going on, I think it's really unique to every one of us, but... Sometimes you look at something that's going on and it feels special. This time it's different, right? But then what happens? Maybe people really are talking about it for a time, maybe more so than they usually would something. But people still forget about it. And it fades away and that's it. And... I enjoy following the news. I enjoy following current events. Sometimes, I mean, you know, I talk about certain things. Sometimes I'll follow things. I won't talk about it, though. Like I said, the stuff going on in the U.S. right now, I'm not going to talk about at all. Leave that to the, the talking heads and the people who want to go ahead, but I think it's important to have your views, have your opinions, but the divisiveness is out of control. And that's just, it's a fire that I refuse to, to put any sort of fuel, or what may be perceived as fuel, onto it. Now, now, granted, of course, if things, let's say, completely went out of control, and let's say the Civil War happens, then I would, of course, talk about it in great length. But regardless of how bad things get. And I'll tell you why I don't think, because it's a disturbing... And I know it's a tangent, but again, like I said, this is a stream of consciousness monologue. But it's a disturbing trend, I think just for the state of things today, where I legitimately see the question raised. Some people have even asked me this over the last... I think it was even this week. I got a few emails. I think I got two or three. That said, Do you think... All of this angry discourse... Over what's going on in the political system... In the United States... Is it going to spill over? You you see already... And it's been this way for years, granted when you have these protests and you have rallies and you have people from one side and people from another, right, the protesters and the counter-protesters, and it spills over. It's, it's so full of emotion. You have people who are so angry feel so passionately about their cause, it starts out with an argument. They they physically confront each other. Then that, that line gets crossed. That boundary it it pushes to the limit and it breaks. And it escalates into violence. And usually it's fist fights or someone hits someone else with a baseball bat or a pipe or a brick or something and it spills over in that way but again it's been this way for years but you already see that you see that people feel so strongly about various issues that it literally gets to that point of fighting the people who they disagree with and of course I think things are getting worse and I think the current events it's only going to keep pushing people right, I don't see any other way, I I just, I don't. I don't see it simmering down for a while, if it ever does. But at the same time, I think despite a lot of feelings that people have, what if it gets out of control? What if people really do, on a large scale, I'm not just talking one person here and there, mobilize and take action upon another group in a violent campaign and it literally becomes a full-blown armed conflict lots of people are having these worries but I don't I don't think that's gonna happen I mean anyone logically should say I really sincerely hope this doesn't happen because a civil war isn't isn't the way to solve these issues. It's only going to make things worse. And it's going to take everything down with it, should it happen. But I don't think it's going to get to that point. But for an unconventional reason, perhaps, it's not that I don't think people are going to simmer down. Like I said, I don't think the tempers are going to cool. Right, if anything, it's going to get worse. So then that begs the question, right, well, if, if you say that it's going to get worse, then why do you feel it's not going to get to physical violence in the streets? Because wouldn't that just seem like the logical, like it or not, the logical progression of things? But, but see, the reason why I don't think that's going to happen is, quite frankly, silly as it is, because of the internet... Because of social media and the internet. I think if we didn't have these outlets, as vitriolic as they are, to vent one's ever-increasing frustration and anger, I think we already would be out in the streets. And we would already be past that point. It would already be going on. And I think enough people are unwilling to step away from those devices and step away from those platforms, step away from this life, this culture of instant communication, instant gratification, you name it, to sacrifice everything, I think we're so connected, people don't have the motivation to actually go out and take it to that next level. And this is one of those cases, I think, as much as even I complain about addiction to the internet, addiction to social media, to smartphones, you know, I'm starting to realize it may very well be the biggest blessing in disguise you could ask for. Because I'll tell you this, as much as I don't like the vitriol, I will take a world any day where people are typing into screens and talking over the internet those frustrations, those feelings, that anger than actually going out and acting upon it impulsively and doing terrible, irreparable harms. So it makes you think. But that's why I think it's not going to get to that point. Now, depending on how how, how things happen... I mean, we've already seen politically motivated violence. Uh, That's not the end of it. It's going to happen. But that's been going on for forever. For as long as there have been politics. So, that's going to continue. And I think it will increase. But, I don't think there will be a full-blown civil war anytime soon. I think... Like I said, the people, they don't have the motivation for it. And that is such an incredible blessing. Something I'm very thankful for. Because that's the last thing I would ever, ever want to see. And hopefully it'll stay that way. And hopefully things will simmer down. Hopefully things will get better. I just, I notice a trend going in the other direction. But, hey, maybe I'm wrong. And I I sure hope I am. I want to be wrong, you know. And I'll say it openly feels kind of weird to say it, but I may as well. Regardless of how you feel on these divisive issues, please don't... don't act physically upon them. Look, vent it out online if you have to. Go on social media and do what you gotta do. But for God's sake, I beg. I beg of you. There's no need to to take things further than they need to be taken because there won't be any winners only only losers in this situation everyone loses quality of life for everyone goes down for you the people you love the people you care about sure the people you don't like but everyone goes down there's there's no winning <laughs> very pessimistic, I know, but it's it's a vibe, a sentiment that I've been seeing, I've been feeling, and I've been asked about, like I said multiple times in the last week, something I wanted to address since that came to mind. But continuing on with what I was, what I was going on about, the discussion I was I was starting to lead, in regards to society... You have these events that you feel are significant and everyone forgets about them. And, I mean, you see this especially in pop culture. I remember this. This happens to me all the time. I'm not going to be one of those people that sits there mentioning something and acts like I'm holier than thou. Oh, I forget so many things. I have a terrible memory. And I, invert, I, I inadvertently sweep things under the rug mentally, and I don't mean to. And it happens with pop culture so much. I remember there was this one song from 2015. I heard it on uh, online the other day. And it was called Cheerleader. I don't know if, if, if you remember it, but it was a huge hit. And it was by this group called OMI. And it uh, just has this uh, very upbeat... Reggae fusion sound, a little bit of a saxophone in it, I think. Massive hit. Got to number one in so many charts. Triple platinum by the RIAA in the United States. I mean, it was huge. Yet, this was the first time I had heard this song probably since 2015. Maybe 2016. And it just got me thinking, how can something that was so massive just be collectively forgotten? And when I checked out this song, all the comments, whatever there was, were, were, were people saying, I can't believe I forgot about this song, you know, things like that. But you know, sometimes when, when things get swept under the rug like that, it's little, little things like that, it's like, oh, you know, I, I completely forgot about that song, right? It's no biggie. Hey, it's it's almost as good as listening to it for the first time again. It's like wow, I haven't heard this so f- for so long, and it's still you know, I'm still a fan of it. It's Still cool. Or sometimes it's something that you can get a little bit of a laugh out of. It's like you remember some forgotten trend from 2012, and you kind of cringe a little bit, and you just kind of like <laughs> can't I can't believe you know people got so caught up in that. Kind of like the Harlem Shake in, in twenty thirteen. Some people I'm sure look back at it and kinda of cringe. It's like I can't believe this was really a thing. And I'm just I'm I'm really glad actually the collective conscience of society forgot about it. But sometimes you, you get these situations where it's a little it's a little depressing you look at the way things are, you look at society, and you actually, you you shake your head. And it's disappointing. It's like, you know, I, I really thought maybe something was gonna happen this time around. Maybe people were really starting to care about this or that, only for it to be forgotten about and deemed practically irrelevant by the public at large. And you kind of shake your head. And there are a few things in very recent memory that this is already going on with. And it makes me shake my head. And I know I'm guilty of this too. But... When I when I look at these situations, especially just these three, and there's many more, it just it always gets me, it makes me think, you know. I had thought maybe maybe people were becoming more interested in these things. Maybe they were starting to to what it seemed at the time have more interest, more concern, more care. And then it goes away, and people forget about it. And this is just how it is. Maybe it's because we're so bombarded with stuff every day. That'll do it. But I remember, even a month ago, everyone was talking about the Amazon rainforest and how it was burning down. And you hear nothing about that anymore. It's nothing about the long-term impacts the scope of the destruction, the severity of it, it's like it never happened. Right, that's gone. One thing that... was... probably the weirdest, and equally disappointing, was Epstein. You know, isn't it... Like, look at it this way, right? At first when he's arrested and held in the jail. It was just a regular news story. And that's it. Just another sick person who got busted. And then more details started coming out and started really piquing the interest of the public. And... So many people started raising these what-if questions. And then you started seeing more and more. And it just kept, it, it kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. You started having connections with different people. It was a full-blown island. You started realizing the inconsistencies, everything that was going on there. And then he's dead. And that, you know, peaks the level of interest in the public. And all of a sudden, you can discuss Epstein. You can discuss your theories, you can discuss your hypotheses, and give your two cents without ever having to worry about being labeled crazy or a conspiracy theorist, because all of a sudden, what, just a few weeks before would be, you know, granted, you would be attacked for... verbally, of course, for saying the very same things, and you would be labeled a conspiracy theorist. And you would be discredited, and few people would take you seriously. But then when all the details are released, and what would have seemed, had it have been unfounded, like some crackpot conspiracy theorist, as people would say, when it's revealed that this is really what happened, that he's dead now, it suddenly becomes acceptable to go along that route and publicly share your thoughts and your feelings and to actually be able to say look, I think this happened to him I think that happened to him you know, I feel that maybe he had connections with this or that or is part of, you know, and so on and so forth to drop names, to all of this And it was like everyone in society, mainstream society, suddenly welcomed that line of critical thought. But then, with him being dead, and things having stalled out, people forgot about it, and once again we're back to how it was before, where even me sitting here, stating the facts... You have to remember, these were just facts about what happened. I sit here feeling uncomfortable, because it's fallen back down to... It feels like it's almost taboo to talk about anymore. Even though just a month, a month and a half ago, everyone was talking about it. And now I feel like I can't even anymore. And when that was going on, I was really hoping that the pressure from society was finally going to help out the poor victims. And that there would be some form of justice, finally. Because when it comes down to this type of stuff, these sexual abuses, I don't... It doesn't matter who carried them out. Whether it's someone who we've never heard of, or the super elites or anyone in between, could be an A-list, celebrity or politician, or someone who is just your average person. If someone did these types of things, justice needs to be served. And of course, the bigger you are, the more resources you have, the better you can cover your tracks, etc. Set up obstacles, legally, you name it. But... I was really rooting for the victims, I still am. But to see everything just pitter out was very, very... It was disheartening. But that's just how society is. It's, it's very fast-moving, very quick. And it's like the moment something is being talked about, it's already being forgotten at the same time. And there's very few things that withstand the test of time, but... Many things falter. And one other thing that someone else brought this up last week, they they raised a good point. That everyone is already forgetting about the Bahamas. This total destruction of Grand Bahama and Abaco, for some reason, people are already forgetting about it. And that's kind of the saddest part. While things are improving there... In regards to information... The debris hasn't cleaned itself up. There's still many people missing. More dead than we'll ever know. But... I know the relief efforts are still going on, but... It's already escaped so many of our minds. There is no real... Movement to, to benefit the victims of this, it was kind of just like, well, it was unprecedented, truly historic, even just from a meteorological standpoint, but on to the next. And the thing that surprised me with that is just how bad it was, but it, it's, it's only been a month, if even. And I mean, as I was doing the broadcast to the Bahamas, I still, I still do it. And I compile the news to read in the show and go over what's going on in the Bahamas. I remember when I first started up, there was an abundance of stories, an abundance of points to jot down and to discuss and things to bring up. And then over the next few weeks, they got fewer and fewer and fewer And fewer still. And that one I watched almost with a sense of bewilderment... That was slipping away so quickly. And... I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. I just shrug and I... Think, well, this is just the way that it is. This is is just how society is. With so many things. So many events, so many ongoing issues maybe we start out with a with good intentions with a good heart with the best in mind but there's so many other other things going on in this world maybe we just can't help but inadvertently be distracted from it we're not perfect i'm not perfect you're not perfect no one is we have our lapses we forget we don't mean to just because maybe we forget doesn't mean that we don't care about the victims of Epstein and natural disasters and all the people on the Bahamas there. Doesn't mean we don't care about them. Doesn't mean we want them to twist in the wind. But at the same time, as, as we all move forward, the people who find themselves at the epicenter of all this, they're still there. People in the Bahamas are still, some of them, living in shelters, living amongst the rubble. Something that's going to be with them the rest of their lives, and the immediate recovery is going to take months, if not years. The victims of Epstein are going to carry those scars for the rest of their lives. As as we move on, that's still going to be with them. But I suppose that's just how society is, something that maybe I wish... Society as a whole had a little bit longer of an attention span, but who knows how different things would be if that were the case. Maybe better, maybe worse. Certainly, certainly made me think nonetheless. So, your thoughts on the show so far are always welcome. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com So that was a feature discussion. That was what I wanted to ramble on about. And and that's what what it really is. I could go on and on for longer, but it would just be rambling. I said my point. I said my two cents. I said really what I wanted to say. You got the gist of it. And I'm sure down the road, this will be a topic that I'll raise again to some extent. But your thoughts and feedback are welcome. Thoughts on the show program comments, etc. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. One other thing that I did want to mention real quick, uh, also the next part of the show that's going to be coming up is this going to be a little bit of a mailbag show. I think I'm going to move back indoors, take a little break, and then we'll pick that up and uh, go from there. But it's just going to be a mailbag show. I'm just going to see what emails came in and going from there, we'll just get to a few miscellaneous comments, and uh, pieces of feedback. So that's what the next part of the show is going to be. One other thing that I raise from time to time, I mention it, uh, but not not too much lately. I'll just say it in passing. Look, one thing to always consider is owning a radio, owning a portable radio. eh, Look, preferably for entertainment, but it's good to have in case of emergencies, in case of disasters. You know, I mean, when things go out, Power goes out, internet goes out, etc. Uh, Regardless of the circumstances, severe weather, civil unrest, censorship, some sort of natural disaster, you name it. The one thing that's always left is radio. Radio, as I always stand, stand by, it's always the last thing standing. And in many cases, when things really go downhill, and you see in other parts of the world... Radio is the only way in. So, is this something to consider owning? Of course, I advocate. I am a very strong advocate of it. And it's something to consider. I think it's something that you would be glad to have. And it's a long-term purchase. I would personally recommend getting the Texun, that's T-E-C-S-U-N, Texun PL380 receiver. Or the Texun PL310 ET. You can find those uh, online, anywhere you want. If you do want to help the show out, you can purchase them at Amazon.com slash shop slash TheReportOfTheWeek. It's Amazon.com slash shop slash TheReportOfTheWeek. Get one, and you know what? You'll be glad you have it. If you have any questions regarding getting a radio, uh, I am pleased to answer them. Really recommend it's something you look into. If it's not for you, it's not for you. I understand. But if you have any questions... Shoot me an email and I'll be happy to answer them. Any questions, inquiries if you want the best frequencies to hear my show, V O R W I N F O at Gmail.com. AMFM Shortwave Band Receivers. It's a way to go. Alright, so with that, let's open up the mailbag and see what we've got. So opening up the inbox now and seeing what we have. And like I said earlier in the show, we we, we didn't have a huge amount of, you know, direct correspondence just because I didn't ask any sort of question last week. You know, I knew I was going to go on a very long discussion in this program. I just wanted to prepare for that accordingly. You know, the last thing I wanted to do was ask a question, get a lot of responses, and then seemingly neglect it because I really wanted to talk about this. I figured you may may as well just not ask anything, go on my point, and then we'll have a good topic for the next show. And that's exactly what we're doing. But either way, just remember, if if you don't have any interest in the topic at hand, don't take that as any means of discouragement. Just because you don't care about the Mandela effect or any of that doesn't mean that Uh, Yeah, don't write in. Absolutely not. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, I love reading them. Feel free to send me an email. Any miscellaneous questions, topic suggestions, reception reports, anything in between, let me know. Say hello. You can send an email, anything you want. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. But either way, there was a few a few miscellaneous pieces of correspondence that they'd come in, and I would like to get to them. So let's take a look and see what we have. A few, you know, questions, comments, and like I said, just miscellaneous feedback. So first we have an email from a listener who goes by the name V, and uh person writes, At this very moment I'm watching your Monster Energy Zero Ultra review, and browsing through the merch site. Uh, Just now I heard you say you were wearing a few of the same pieces in your outfit as you did in 2013, which sparked this line of questioning. Have you ever retired any of your suits? And if so, how do you know when it's time to do so? Do you donate them, or are they stored for future generations, big fan? Thank you for your question. Uh, When it comes down to clothing... I mean, you know, you you treat the suits like it's anything else, right? When I started out the channel, it was eight and a half years ago. And eight years ago... Absolutely, I've retired most of the suits that I wore eight years ago. I can't even fit into nowadays. And, And granted... My weight has fluctuated, it goes up, goes down. But at the same time, regardless of that, eight years ago, right, just my proportions were different. So most of the suits that I wore back then just don't fit anymore. And uh as a result, yes, they've, they've all been retired. Uh, I still have most of them. I think I donated a few... I think I sold a couple back in 2013 when I really needed the money. Um, But otherwise, I have them. They're still up in a closet, and they're still there. But really, I mean, when it comes down... Like, all the suits that I wear right now are from 2014 onward. And that's what it comes down to. But also, at the same time, it's because the suits that I had originally worn were of a more modern style. And, of course, when something is more slim fit, right, that window of what fits, what doesn't is, no pun intended, a lot slimmer. It's, it's, there's a lot less of an opening, depending on how tight the pants are, the cut of the jacket, etc., etc., you put on a few extra pounds, you grow a little bit or your proportion changes, might not fit anymore. But the suits that I enjoy wearing now, the 1980s, 90s, uh, you know, power suits, the Wall Street suits, uh, granted there's a lot more room in those, and that's just the style. You know, very boxy, uh, wide leg pants, pleated, you know, more drapey. Flowing jacket. So as a result. Your your weight. Your body type can fluctuate a bit. And chances are it will still fit. So I haven't had any of those problems. With. Uh, you know the suits from. 2014 onward. I think I wear every one of them. To this day. And you know I do my best to take care of them. Uh, granted one suit is out of commission. And I just have to bring that in because there was an issue with, with the zipper. So obviously for the sake of dignity, I don't want to walk around with that issue. So once that gets fixed, though, then that's going to be back in, back in business. It's a um, dark gray double-breasted suit from, again, the 90s. You know, that 6x1 configuration. And once that's back in, in service, and I'll you know, wear it again as usual... There was one suit I was going to recently add to the collection, but I I passed on it. You know, I said, no, forget it. I was going to, uh I mean, it was a great suit. It was a black suit with, you know, a very faint pinstripe. It reminds me of those suits that uh, one guy in American Psycho wore, those uh, double-breasted suits, it was exactly like that from the period, excellent condition. Again, a great double-breasted suit, but I don't know. I looked at the price and I said, do I need this? You know, it's nice. I, I won't see too many of these suits. There's The number of suits like this is diminishing rapidly. Everything fits, but I said, no, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, I can't do it. So, you know, that's what it comes down to, but who knows, maybe. Maybe if it's still up, maybe I'll pull the trigger on it one day. It is a darn good suit, but who knows? It's one of those things, look, do I need it? No, 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 I don't. I don't. I actually, I haven't bought a suit in about, uh, three years. It's been that long. Because I don't, I'm just content with what I have, you know? It's, it's one of those things. I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just satisfied with what I've already got. I don't need another one, but... I don't know. Maybe I'll regret it if I don't. I don't know. Thank you very much for your question. Believe it or not, we also have a... Uh, another suit-related question from Jim in Amsterdam, Netherlands. 21 years old, he says, and I wear vintage suits every day. Big fan of the broadcast. He says, I'm a very slim man... I have trouble finding vintage suits in my size, and he wanted to know what American suit size do I wear. I thank you for your question. It's it's a quick one. Most suits I get are uh, thirty-eight regular, because that's a served me best over the years. Uh, Thirty-six is a bit more snug; it fits too, but it's uh, it's it's less comfortable and uh, again even though I'm sure if I if I downsized a bit might look a little better by today's standards but again I prefer the very unstructured boxy cut that's just what I that's what I prefer so I usually go with 38 regular as my suit size thank you for your question though but again sometimes 36 works as well but you know that's iffy you know that's like a little bit of a a gray area Because there's a lot less, again, in the literal sense, wiggle room to to work with. We have Nick over in Mill Creek, Washington. Says hello from the Northwest. Thank you for all the work you put into your content. Thank you, Nick, for writing in. I have a topic I'd like to have you review. I think you'd have some great insight on it. What is the next big thing in technology technology? Bill Gates' creation of the first commercial software to run on a personal computer was the birth child so many different avenues of software and technology that we now have today. If you think of breakthrough creations as sort of a Big Bang, which is then followed by a string of technological advances, then what is the new Big Bang? Personally, I think the future of neural linking with technology Maybe the next big step for consumer products. Let me know what you think. You know, it's an interesting question. I really don't know the 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 answer. I don't know what the next big thing is. Sometimes I, uh, you know, I think most of us will be completely wrong. Like, granted, I mean, self-driving cars are kind of becoming a thing, but they haven't caught on as fast as I kind of thought that they would. I thought they'd be more prevalent by by even now let's say, from all the hype in 2014. And uh, virtual reality is still very much a bit of a a fad. It's not totally serious yet. But these things are still going. They're still in development. The last, in my opinion, groundbreaking thing was the smartphone. I mean, that was back in 07. So it's been a while. I, you know, when, when when you mentioned neural linking... Right, that's the brain-computer interface, that's hooking up your brain to a computer, maybe putting some sort of chip in it and being able to do stuff there. As interesting an idea it is to kind of harness the brain into a computer, obviously something that has been long hypothesized for decades and decades, something that, you know, may soon be a possibility. I mean, that is a technology that I'm very, very hesitant about and something I can't say I would be interested in, in taking the leap into. I mean, let's face it, right? Could you imagine if you thought you have no privacy now, you will have zero And I mean, not just saying all the data mining and everything that Facebook and everything tracks you down and gathers a profile on you and everything, the smartphones and everything listens to you, which they do. They, they, you can tell them not to, but they always will. Doesn't matter. So, I mean, you just have to accept that. If you have an electronic device, you're always being recorded. Doesn't mean you're being listened to, but you're being recorded always. But you still have, as far as you know, that freedom to be able to at least think without having that being monitored. But all of a sudden, if you link your brain up to, let's say, computers and all that stuff, and that integration, that's gone. And then every last ounce of privacy is gone forever. Forever. I can see this happening going forward, though. You might say, well, how on earth would people be willing to go ahead with this? They will. Well, trust me, they will. I mean, back in the 90s, you had lots of people who were saying, don't talk to strangers online, don't give your information out online, you never know who's there, you know, and so on and so forth. Don't, don't believe everything you read online. And now these very same people... Sign up to social media and share every last thing, their name, where they live, when they were born, where they are right now, what they're doing, what every last inch of their house looks like, this, that, and the other thing. It's an open book. Sharing it to anyone. Complete 180 reversal of what these very same people were saying just a few, you know, a decade or so before things can change, we saw it change, and it will continue to, but it's something that leaves me very apprehensive, because while these technologies can be used for good, look, we see it, we know it, they can be used for bad too, and can you imagine the absolute total destruction that can be done if someone is literally able to hack into your brain I mean, God knows what someone could do if they could do that. No way would I want to readily give everything up like that. I couldn't. But either way, I can see that happening. So thank you for your question there. Again, Nick, I really don't know what the next big thing is, but I could see that being a thing. Interesting interesting thoughts. Thank you very much. Michael is uh, just checking in. He has a miscellaneous comment on the Amtrak discussion last uh, from last week where I was railing against the dining car you know how it's it's gone now it's, it was removed on the first he says just wanted to say that the show is fantastic. I rode Amtrak back in 2015 from winter Park Florida to washington d c and they had removed the dine-in car for that all that was available were prepackaged foods. And the quality was similar to vending machine muffins. Definitely not a great food experience. So short and sweet, but but thank you, Michael. And I think lots of people just feel the very same way as you do. Not high quality. You know, best way to put it. While looking at what we have, it seems like we've got enough time, I'd say, for two more pieces of correspondence to go ahead with. So let's see what we got. So we have an email from Thomas in Alberta, Canada, and he says, While listening to last week's show, a few of the discussion points you and other listeners raised about mental health and the lack of physical communal ties got me thinking about the need for tangible connection in the digital. While it is no elusive secret that a supportive community of family and friends helps improve mental well-being... I am cautiously curious about the role technology has in decreasing the effectiveness of these communities. Social media is no substitute, in my opinion, for tangible ties to those who genuinely love and care for you. What are your thoughts? So, you know, what what you're saying essentially, and I know it was mentioned in general that it was um, just mental health, Uh, The title was Anxiety and Community. Now, of course, every every sort of thing that you're going through is different, right? I mean, we know that. There's no need to really elaborate on that. But as a result, obviously, some mental illnesses that people battle, it's easier to go out and, and physically have that direct communication than it is for other people but I think that's aside the point I think when it comes down to successful treatment number one it all depends on well like I was saying I'm kind of circling myself around here but it's, it's perfectly valid you know it all depends on what you're dealing with the severity of what you're dealing with and your unique individual circumstances because it's different for everyone and we know that certain things will work better for certain people that's that's one issue that i sometimes have with certain doctors where now obviously prescription drugs can help right they can but sometimes they they act like a certain prescription drug is a cure all you have this just you know, take this and uh, it'll work. Well, everyone's different. Maybe for some people it'll work. For some people it'll make things ten times worse. But it's like they don't care. They're just interested in dishing it out and sending you on your merry way. Sometimes it'll really help you. Sometimes it'll put you in a really bad place. You know, certain things work best for certain people. So with that having been understood... I think the best thing is to definitely have that support system. But I think for some people, perhaps social media or online groups can still have that feeling of community. It might never be the same thing as an in-person meeting, but it can still bring perhaps those same, some of those same feelings, some of those same relations, feelings of comfort, of understanding, and still create a positive, healthy, uplifting environment uh, to be able to tackle this and find yourself in a better place. So while I do agree that definitely, again, there's nothing that would replace meeting face-to-face, Obviously, there's some people who would have no problem with it, but some people I think would have their reservations they might not they they just might not feel comfortable going and being with people in person and I understand but again, it all depends on on who it is too, like you said, friends and family could be a little different, but I think everything needs to be supplemented. I think what would be best is a balance of course of being able to see people face to face see people in person talk things out meet with people have that physical support but also of course have it supplemented with an online presence as well right then you're literally getting the best of of both worlds in a sense i think maybe online exclusively might take certain things out but again i mean the way i see it each has its benefits and its drawbacks Before the internet, some people might have felt completely isolated, but at least, thanks to the internet, people can find communities and means of support, even if it's not to that full level of, again, those in-person meetings that they may never have had otherwise. So, it all depends. Thank you very much for your question, Thomas. And I think we have one more email that we can read. I think we've got time enough for one more, so let's see what we've got. Well, we got two. I can, I can read these two. Why not? First, there's just a general question from Patrick in Lebanon, and uh, he wanted to know if the uh, shortwave broadcast is still going every Thursday. And uh, I'll send you a written reply. Absolutely, it still is. And uh, there are frequencies of my show that can still be picked up reliably in Lebanon. I've gotten some reception reports from Israel recently. Uh, If the signal is making it all the way over there from the United States, it'll reach Lebanon, no problem. So, uh, Patrick, I'll send you an updated broadcast schedule. And uh, if anyone else wants a broadcast schedule of any shortwave times, frequencies, etc., let me know and I'll help you out. So, Patrick, uh, I'll get back to you there. And if anyone else needs a response, I'll be happy to help. And Rob in Wisconsin is checking in. He says, I just wanted you to know that I, too, am so disappointed in Amtrak's decision on pulling the pin on the dining car, no pun intended. My grandfather and father were engineers on the railroad for many years, and my father was actually an engineer for a few years on Amtrak, in between being a freight engineer for the Milwaukee Road. So I have plenty of time with the services. Watching the luxuries grow over time has been quite an endeavor. Uh, The best upgrade were the improvements to the coach seats, and then to see the AC outlets, it was simply amazing. I believe Amtrak is shooting themselves in the foot with this. My last trip a few weeks back was totally mind-boggling to see how many people were on the train. Then you hear how many people saying how they all enjoyed the amenities, I suppose that I'm biased based about the whole thing being raised on the railroads. But like you said, the price you pay for the sleeper car and having the dining experience kind of balances the whole thing. Now they say, here's a boxed lunch, an absolute slap in the face. Well, let's see how this rolls down the track a year from now. And uh, then he said, on to the show, the topic choices were interesting. With a cornucopia of inputs... And he also enjoyed the fan art for the YouTube channel. So thank you, Rob. Glad you, uh, glad you like that, too. And by the way, uh, if anyone ever wants their fan art featured on the show, I'll be happy to do it. It doesn't doesn't bother me one bit. That's something that's that's going back to a tradition I used to do when I did the original VORW shows. And I like it because it gives someone who's watching something else to look at instead of just you know the, the, the usual stupid picture of me with the the big grin uh, hold, either holding the radio or the microphone and usually I I take these pictures I kind of I know I was bashing myself a little bit but I always take these pictures for when I promote the shortwave airings and the tune-in streams on the social media because it, I mean when it comes down to SEO and getting people to to click on something, getting people to look at something, you need to have a picture. So I said, well, you know, why not just take a bunch of pictures here and there, either recording the show or listening to the radio or something, and post that along with it. So that's what I've been doing. And then I've kind of just been going through the catalog, and I must have like 100, 200 pictures now in rotation. And I'll, you know, set one as the thumbnail here and there, but they kind of get monotonous. It's like, all right, what's it going to be this time? Is it going to be a a picture of me with the radio or me with the uh, microphone this time around? And you could flip a coin and, and take a bet. But switching it up with the fan art is a lot of fun. And there's so much lovely fan art out there. Such a creative community, more so than I ever would have imagined. It's It's incredible. So I know it's not much but it's free publicity on your end. You're getting it out there to thousands of people who can see and appreciate your work. So, if you ever want to make any fan art, or if you have any that you already made, uh, send it to me as an attachment to v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com and I'll go ahead, I'll feature it on the show, I'll make it the thumbnail. Why not? It's, it's great. So, if you ever have anything that you already made, or if you're ever feeling creative and you want to go for it, uh, you know, give it a shot. It's all up to you. But, yeah, fan art is always welcome. If you have that desire, go for it, and uh, feel free to send it in, again, to VORWINFO at gmail.com. And with that, I think I'll be reaching the end of today's broadcast— Thank you again for the great correspondence, Rob. It was really interesting to to hear your thoughts. And I mean, when I I ride the trains, a lot of people feel the same way, very satisfied with it, and I think it's just a a huge sense of disappointment. And going forward, there's going to be lots of confused travelers who haven't heard about this yet, and are going to be wondering where the dining car is from from now on. I think lots of disappointment is going to really be in the air on, on these trains. So anyway, remember, next week's show is going to be about the Mandela Effect. Your correspondence and feedback on that is always welcome. Send an email to v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. And on one final note, I was able to get the podcast, you know, I know the company isn't what it used to be, but hey, the podcast is on iHeartRadio now, so a few few people already caught the show on there, and, uh, you know... I want to get this show out on all the avenues I can get it out on. So we've got it out on Terrestrial AM Radio, Shortwave, it's out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, iHeartRadio, and many more, many more services as well. And more to come. So it's a wide variety of means. Wouldn't be here if it weren't for your support, so thank you all so much. Thank you for tuning in. And look, even if it's not anything financial related, you're listening to the show right now. The fact that you made it this far in, that is another excellent way to support this show. By just sending an email letting me know that letting me know that you listened to V O R W I N F O at gmail.com is a great way to support. If there's anyone that you know that might be interested in listening, let them know. Say, hey, check out VORW. Might not be for them. The show isn't for everyone, but you never know. But thank you all so much. It's you guys that keep this show going and make it what it is. So thank you all so much. And with that, I conclude today's broadcast. I'll see you again probably on the 10th. Though who knows? Maybe I'll do a show before then. You never know. But either way, no matter what, I'll see you on the 10th of October. Have a pleasant month. Take care, this is VORW.